When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once I came to that realization that you have to have your own personal relationship with God, that's when my faith started to grow. Like, understanding concepts that I'm going to have to decrease so God can increase, you know. This man here preaching. Letting God take over control of my life. Um, I mean, honestly, it wasn't easy doing it throughout high school because, you know, I stand very strong to my convictions. Mm -hmm. Um, I had peers who sometimes were on different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? And you about to go to college. Yes. It's going to be even harder over there. You know what I'm saying? Are you going Are you going in-state? Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to be in-state. So uh, are you staying at home or are you going on the dorms? I'm going to be in the dorms. <laughs> boy. It's about to get real for real now, boy. <laughs> but you know what, though? You're rooted, though. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I, you root. Boy, you... What? I bet you your mom and daddy, they're not going to lose sleep. They're going to lose a little bit of sleep. <laughs> but they, they, my parents, oh, they couldn't sleep. Yeah. Because they knew I was crazy. They were just like, that boy right there, Lord Jesus, cover him. <laughs> Cover him, Lord, the blood of Jesus. Everywhere he go, the blood, Lord. No. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. It's Monday morning. It's 8 a.m. right here in the Central Standard Time. And y'all, we're going to keep it real relevant and relatable today. Uh, because I probably have one of the realest young men, young brothers I have ever met in my uh, life. I was um, on the news um, and I was uh, watching some stuff. And then my publicist sent me something. And she said, hey, I need you to check out this young man. I think you're going to love him. He's making national news. And I was like, yo, let me check this thing out. So there's this young guy named Joshua Nelson, 18 years old. He a sharp-looking dude. Ladies, he ain't available, okay? His mama and his daddy's in the room with us today, and they're saying, nah, he needs to focus on his college career. Uh, But this young man is a graduate from St. Charles West High School in Missouri, where he was the varsity basketball player and the president of his school Multicultural Achievement Committee. I'm just excited to have my brother at the show, man. What's up? Raise what up? love, bro. What up? Yeah, boy. So, Joshua, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I gave a little intro, but uh, tell my crew a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and just, a, you know, a little bit of your background. All right, well, my name is Joshua Nelson. I am from St. Charles, Missouri. Okay. Um, like you said, I just recently graduated from St. Charles West High School to where I was the president of the Multicultural Achievement Committee. Um, I was a huddle leader of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, you know, I was just doing my thing. Um, <laughs> I just graduated from their magna cum laude, so, you know, I was pretty serious about <laughs> my grades when I was up there, you know what I'm saying? But um, Bro, man, was, was serious about them grades, huh? Yes, What'd you graduate sir. with? What was your uh, GPA? Uh, 4.05. Say, 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 say. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Say that again, bro. 4.05. This is a black man with a 4.05? <laughs> yes, sir. Come on, brother. Don't tell me. With, oh, my Lord. 4.0. Yes. You want to know my GPA, honestly? When sure. I graduated high school? Hit me. I was half of you. Really? 2.2. Okay. Hey. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I, you come from good stock. Yes. I come from good stock, too, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't as focused as, and determined as you. And I appreciate a young man who was focused, determined, intentional, 
Um, I could tell that you weren't just book smarts, but you're also street smarts as well. You know what I'm saying? And, and I could tell you got some spiritual smartness in you as well, yes, too. So let's 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 talk about why are you in the news right now, man? Why are you going viral all over the place? Because uh, I don't want to I don't want to uh, you know tell people your story, but why are you currently going viral? So basically, I've been in the news because I created a scholarship fund in my school called the Joshua Nelson Leaders in Action Scholarship. Okay. Um, it kind of germinated this year. Um, again, I was a president of the Minority Achievement Committee. This okay. was the first year. And what I decided to do, I decided to create a scholarship fund with my own money. Um, and I started up with the fund of $1,000. Mm. And from there... The story has grown. It started off with just a thousand dollars. I was talking to my counselor about it. Then a local nonprofit organization said they wanted to do a video on us. I was like, okay, cool. So <laughs> we did a video with them. And then um, our local news station, uh, KSDK, wanted to do a video on us. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Well, this is going to get it out there. And after that happened, I mean, things went, it yeah, went crazy. Things went crazy. Went all over the nation. Yeah. We got donations coming in from all over the nation. Yeah. We've been able to raise about, I think last time we counted was about seventeen thousand dollars. Seventeen. Yes. And from, from your initial investment of a thousand. Yes, correct. Wow. And, and yeah. it's your money. Yeah. Not my, your mom and dad's money. My money. Yeah. Your money. Yes. Where you get your money from? Um, well, I've been working since I was 15 years old. 15. And um, I've been working on just being really smart with how I manage my money and okay. how I save my money. Um, my first job, I worked at a pizza parlor. And, you know, I was kind of just mesmerized. I had money, so I was kind of throwing it everywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> once I got my second job at 16, that's uh-huh. when I started really managing it. So so where did you work at when you turned 16? Um, I worked at Pump It Up, which is a inflatable bounty house place. And Are you I was serious? Party attendant. With the yes. kids? Yeah, with the kids. Oh, you was helping kids. Just have a good time. Yes. Okay. Correct. Getting paid to be around smaller kids. Right. Uh, did that get on your nerves sometimes? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty patient. I was a little brother, so I understand <laughs> how it is to annoy people. So, you know, right. I think I had a lot of patience. Man, I'm, working I'm with the kids. older brother. You know, I yeah. have two younger siblings, Yvette and John. So I was the older brother. So y'all younger mm-hmm. people got on my nerves often. Yeah. I couldn't do no bouncy house stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. And I'm, I'm going to keep it real. And I know your mom and dad's in the background, but it's just me and you talking. Mm-hmm. But you took $1,000 and you decided to be generous mm-hmm. with your money rather than try to be impressive, mm-hmm. rather than try to go out here and buy the nice things and um, take her out here and go do that or go buy something nice so you can look cool. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Where does the spirit of generosity come from in you to say, you know what, I want to sow a seed into them mm-hmm. rather than saying, you know what, I worked hard for this money. I was playing around with these little kids all day, getting mm-hmm. on my nerves. Well, they, they, you liked it, <laughs> you know, and and I could have just spent all this money on me. I earned it, and you did. Mm-hmm. So you had the right to keep it, but you say, you know what, I want to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from, man? That definitely germinates from my faith. Um, from a young age, God has really gifted me with wow. the gift of wanting to give back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember the first time I ever gave back, it was probably my freshman year in high school when I had my first job. Yeah. And God had put it into me to give a big tip to a pizza person. Wow. And um, I gave him a $40 tip, and it just did something for me. Well, you gave, you gave a pizza man a $40 tip? Yeah. And, I mean, it mm. just did something for me, wow. like— Giving really does fulfill me, and we know that it's a biblical principle, being a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And I know it's definitely that God, it's something that God has gifted me with for sure. I just love giving to make it as simple as possible. Giving is just what I love to do. You know, you, you remind me of me at my age now. Mm-hmm. When I look at you, I don't see an 18-year-old. 
I see an 18 year old physically, uh, but I can definitely tell that you get it from your father, you get it from your mother. You have a wisdom of a, a mature older man. And it's like me now, um, I'm blessed to make the money that I'm making now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've learned is that if you really want to hit success, right? Mm-hmm. There, is, there are some components you have, and it's called network. And inside of my network are millionaires. And inside of those millionaires, they are some of the most generous, giving people in the world. And the reason why they're so generous is because they say, God bless me with this money. Mm-hmm. It's not my money. Right. I'm called to steward the mm-hmm. money. And it is better to give than it is to receive. So if I can show God that he can trust me with this— and he can use me, a vessel, to be a blessing to my brothers and to my sisters. He'll give me more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what happened to you. You mm-hmm. said, God, I'm going to be a blessing. And because you were being a blessing of $1,000, God turned that 1000 into seventeen mm-hmm. into more. Because today, we're going to raise you some more. We're going to get some more money going into that account today. Um, and so uh, I want y'all to keep it locked because we're going to drop his link, drop his information below. Uh, because I want to help this young man's vision uh, of helping his brothers his sisters, your brother, your sisters, whether you black, white, Hispanic, we're all brothers and sisters in the eyes of Christ. And so I really want y'all to keep a lot because I want to help out with that. But let's be real. You know, in today's culture, we don't see a lot of young men like yourself, especially with the, the faith foundation that you have, who boldly speaks about his faith. Yeah. But when I look at you, I, I don't see this typical Christian look. When I look at your mama, look at your daddy. Your daddy got on some dope shoes with the red mm-hmm. shoes on, you know what I'm saying? I don't see the, you know, the suit tie and, and like, I'm a Christian. and Like, mm-hmm. you got swag, bro. Mm-hmm. I see the watch you got on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, you know, you, I see you. But it's like you have swag, but then you also have that I'm saved swag. Mm-hmm. How does faith play into your role of a young man right now? Like, mm-hmm. did you grow up? Into the church? Like, were you, literally, were you born in the church? I need to know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I was born in the church, but um, I feel like being able to get stronger in my faith really happened when I came at the realization that you have to have your own personal relationship with God. Mm. Once I came to that realization that you have to have your own personal relationship with God, that's when my faith started to grow. Like, understanding concepts that I'm going to have to decrease so God can increase, you know. This man here preaching. Letting God take over control of my life. Um, I mean, honestly, it wasn't easy doing it throughout high school because, you know, I stand very strong to my convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had peers who sometimes were on different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you oh, know yeah, what? Yeah. And you about to go to college. Yes. It's going to be even harder over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you going Are you going in-state? Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to be in-state. So uh, are you staying at home or are you going on the dorms? I'm going to be in the dorms. <laughs> boy. It's about to get real for real now, boy. <laughs> but you know what, though? You're rooted, though. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I, you root. Boy, you, boy. I bet you your mom and daddy, they're not going to lose sleep. They're going to lose a little bit of sleep. <laughs> but they, they, my parents, oh, they couldn't sleep because they knew I was crazy. They were just like, that boy right there, Lord Jesus, cover him. <laughs> Cover him, Lord, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Everywhere he go, the blood, Lord. No, remove her. <laughs> but, I mean, let me ask you this question. This mm-hmm. is not the question that I sent you, so I really want I, I just feel, I feel, feel let it go here. Mm-hmm. How did you stay true to who you are and you were not manipulated or kind of dragged into this way to follow what your peers were doing in school? 
I mean, mm-hmm. how did you stay true to being you? You were the president. You were clearly popular in school, mm-hmm. 4.0, mm-hmm. Christian, leading the way, leading your community, building your community, stayed out of trouble, still pure. Mm-hmm. How did you maintain all of that when I can almost guarantee you around around you, a lot of those people were not doing that. Right. So how did you stay true to you mm-hmm. and the authentic version of yourself? Well, in my walk with faith, it got to a point to where God had proved himself to me so much mm. to where if I were to turn away, I would pretty much have to be a fool. So I basically got into a place where I don't care what people think about me. Mm. I'm going to live for my faith. I don't care if everybody hates me for my faith. I'm going to be bold about what I live in. And people are going to know that what they see, the young man that they see, mm. is generated from Jesus Christ. Mm. Generated from Jesus Christ. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Y'all, if you're just now tuning into the show, it's your boy Anthony O'Neill. I am at the table with one of the smartest young men I have ever met in my life. His name is Joshua Nelson, 18-year-old young kid who just graduated high school, who has a heart for helping his people uh, get into college without debt. This young man is killing the game. He is keeping it real, relevant, and relatable right here in Nashville, Tennessee, all the way from Missouri. Now, so check this out, man. How does it feel? to know that you're helping other people get into college but without racking up debt. What does it feel like to you? It's a great feeling because I just understand how it feels to receive a scholarship. I know the first ever scholarship I received was my junior year. My counselor, she had entered me into a scholarship for actually the school that I'm going to now. And I know what that did for me. It Mm. kind of put a fire into me. I was like, okay, I see that some schools see some value in me. Mm -hmm. I see that somebody sees value in me to where they would give me something to help me further my education. Mm. So by me starting the scholarship fund, hopefully I can instill that into other students too. And it makes me feel great that I can do that for somebody else. So now I would say about, I'd say about about 50% of the people who are watching this show right now are black. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about this Multicultural Achievement Committee uh, that you led. What is that? What is it all about? Right. So the Multicultural Achievement Committee, uh, it was created at my school by my counselor, Yolanda Curry. Okay. And the purpose for the Multicultural Achievement Committee was to get historically underrepresented minorities um, college and career ready. Mm. And we've done a lot this year. Um, we've done exposure sessions to where we would have different professionals come in and talk to us. Like we had an optometrist come in. We had a engineers come in and computer scientists come in. And also we have student-led sessions to where the upperclassmen, we teach the underclassmen as far as how to be successful in high school. So for some examples, some lessons that I taught, I taught interviewing skills and I taught why your GPA matters. Are you serious? Why does your GPA matter? Your GPA matters because... I like to use this analogy. Okay, talk to me. Your GPA is like your scouting report. So Uh-oh. say if you're like a D1 athlete. Okay. Uh, your GPA is your scouting report. So if you got a good GPA, uh-huh. then you got the college scouts coming towards <laughs> you. They trying to recruit you. Parents, if y'all watching this right now, you better get your kid in there. There's another young kid saying your GPA is like, what? It's this boy in here teaching. He, he is in here teaching. This is what I'm going to do. Yolanda Curry is your counselor's mm-hmm. name, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to come to your school for free. I'm going to fly myself out there. I'm going to pay my ticket. I, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get out there because I want to come talk uh, to the kids that he were talking to. That's free on my dime. I'll talk to the whole school. I want to have a good time. I just want to encourage these young kids. I want to speak to my young black brothers and black sisters and help them out uh, because I want to continue doing what you've started. Do you think you'll go back once you go to college and talk to the kids? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. 
Man. I mean, I'm invested now. You invested I'm now. I'm invested. Okay. I was invested before, but I'm invested now. <sighs> I love it. I love it. Love. So tell me a little bit more about the scholarship fund. How can we help? How can we serve? What what exactly does your scholarship fund do? Okay, so basically, um, how you can help, you can go on macscholarsscw.weebly.com. Okay. I might be wrong on that, so I might have to come back and look at that again. We'll put the link below. We'll put the link below. But um, basically, um, it's for the Minority Achievement Committee. Okay. Um, and it highlights students who have good academic standing and are leaders inside and outside the school. So what's good academic standings for your uh, scholarship? I think we have it for the next year. It's going to be 3.4 or above. 3.4 or above. So that's yes. an AB student. Yes. Okay. And then what's the other requirement? And they got to be leaders inside and outside the school. And we're really highlighting leadership because it is the Joshua Nelson Leaders in Action Scholarship. Yeah. Because honestly, sometimes people may not have the highest GPA, but they got leadership. Absolutely. They got character. Absolutely. And we're really trying to highlight that. Man, I love that, you know, mm-hmm. because I was smart. I just didn't focus on my grades. Right. But I was definitely a leader. Mm-hmm. But now if I could go back, I would definitely focus on my education mm-hmm. and also focus on my leadership. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you are equally balanced on both, right. it sets you up uh, to—it to, puts, puts you in a different position to receive more blessings, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And clearly, we see with you. Mm-hmm. So you got a full ride. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get a full ride to? Uh, Southeast Missouri State. And you're going to, where's you going to study in? Oh, I'm going to be in their pre-optometry program, and I'm going to major specifically in biomedical sciences. So what are you going to do with that degree? What career path? Oh, I'm trying to become an optometrist. I've been kind of looking at two now. I've been looking at optometry and ophthalmology because I know in ophthalmology, I can kind of get in-depth study, and yeah. glaucoma is something that affects my family. Yeah. So I kind of really want to learn more about that. So I'm just kind of weighing the two right now. Man, you're driven by what's in your heart, not by money. Yes. I can tell. You're driven by what you're passionate about. How can you make a difference? Mm-hmm. And that's going to make you money. Mm-hmm. You know, I man. And the reason why I have you on the show, and I can say this on my show, is because in today's culture, we don't highlight successful young black men. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seeing them in the news. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're becoming hashtags. Mm-hmm. And, and today, I want to make you a hashtag. That's a living witness from the kingdom, from the minority culture, and just from the kingdom culture. It's mm-hmm. not just about a black thing. Right. This You are a black man represented for the culture, but ultimately you're representing for the kingdom culture. Yep. And I think that's very, very important. That's why I really wanted you on my show. Mm-hmm. Because we got to highlight more young men who are not falling into that stat, but they're creating their own stat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that our future is bright. As long as we have more young men like yourself. Uh, so do you see a need in the minority community for more scholarships like what you're doing? Absolutely. Like, again, kind of going back to my point as far as how it affected me mm-hmm. when I got my first scholarship and kind of the fire that it put under me. I feel like if we have more of those, then it's going to create an upbringing of minority students who are going to be more motivated yeah. to get out there yeah. and get that degree. Because yeah. they're going to know that colleges are invested in them. They see value in them. They yeah. want you to succeed. So yeah. I definitely feel like it's a need for that. Definitely feel like it's a need for it. Now, what's your goal? Like, before August, what's your goal? What, what would you like to see your your um, scholarship fund at? Um, well, right now, we are up to 17000 But, you know, I have a lot of future goals as far as where I should take this. Um, right now, I'm kind of starting it as an initiative because I'm trying to help a lot of people with okay. this. And, you know, my future plans is actually to start a foundation. Mm. I really want to start a foundation. Mm. I'm in the works of that right now to where I could just expand the range of people that I can help. Man, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So listen, you guys, um, I'm going to donate to them, not just my time, uh, but I'm also going to donate money. 
And, and I want you all to go over to uh, click the show description. Uh, well, go into the show description, click the link and donate. Whether that's $5, 500 5000 if the Lord leads you to it. I've never, ever done this on my show before because I'm very careful about stuff like this. Uh, but this young man is determined to be a blessing. You all know me. I teach generosity uh, on my show, and we teach that being generous um, is absolutely a key ingredient to building wealth. And so if you want to just sow $5, $50, 50 cents, I don't care. I want you to click the link in the show description, donate whatever you can, because this is going towards a young person to help them get into college without racking up debt. The average young person is going to graduate about $35,000 in student loan debt. A fifth of these young people are going to graduate about $100,000 or more. And then if we really break this thing down, because I, I, you know me, I keep it real on my show. The average minority uh, will take them about 25 years to pay off their student loans. This young man and his heart and his family are trying to make sure that when they graduate college, they can move into their future and move forward without worrying about their past. So listen. If you got a little bit of change, donate to this amazing cause. And I promise you right now, uh, you, you will be blessed. You will be blessed by it. Um, so what was the process of getting a scholarship that you're set up now? Like, what was that whole process like? Was it hard to get it set up? All right. So the process actually was pretty easy because I had a good team behind me. Okay. Um, I had my counselor, Miss Curry. Um, I had some administration in the school and I had my mom helping me out with the whole process. I kind of started off on a Google Doc as far as just game plan on how we were going to make it work. And then from there, our school opened up an account to where we can receive donations. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I think. As far as distributing the funds, the school has that taken care of. They just send it to the college to wherever the student is going to. So it actually was just a really simple process, and it wasn't too much hassle to it. Cool, great. My team is about to hate me right now. Be on the lookout, Chris. I'm about to come for y'all. You're going to hate me, but it'll be great. I promise you. Um, Your mom and dad is in the building. Let's talk about parenting. Mm -hmm. What role do you believe from the last 18 years, um, I'm pretty sure your parents probably— had to get on you about some things mm-hmm. and uh, probably had to educate you and right. check you on some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there was also your number one cheerleader as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what role do you believe your parents played in your life for the young man you are today and, and where you're going in the future? Mm-hmm. I feel like my parents played, besides the Lord, my parents played the number one role as far as where I am today. Talk to me why. Because they me- rooted me. First yeah. of all, they rooted me in the Word of God okay. from a young age. Okay. They taught me the Bible okay. and to be rooted in that. Um, man, hold up. I'm trying to make this right. Cause, yeah, I was trying to make this right. <laughs> make it right, right Make this right. Your mama looking at you right, too. Right, right, right. like, hey, hey. Your dad looking down at you. Come on, son. Say it right. Mom looking at you like, what you got to say? <laughs> Uh, Make it right. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, my parents played the number one role as far as creating me into the man today. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, they rooted me to be a young man of God, mm-hmm. which is why I'm here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, they taught me key morals as far as just being humble, how to mm. carry myself, um, be invested, be engaged in everything that I do. Mm. I mean, my parents have done a great job in germinating me into the man I am today. And I honestly don't know where I'll be without them. Y'all love it. Chris, how hard would it be to get mom and dad at the table real we quick? We need to figure out the microphone situation first. Can we um, use the same mic if we just go back and forth and make yeah, it? Make, if you move, if you move just move it around? Yeah, 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 just rig, rig it. Yeah. I changed it up on my team at the last minute. I love my squad. 
John is coming in and move the cameras. But, I mean, there's no way in the world I can have this young man, sharp man in the studio. Mom and dad don't come to the table and, and talk about parenting. I think this is so good. So we're back, you guys. And there was no way in the world. I, I want to say thank you to my team because we did this at the last minute. Um, but there is no way in the world I can have this young man here and not have his foundation, not have his parents come to the table and give us an education, give us a little bit of education behind this because um, a lot of you all watching right now have kids. Uh, a lot of you watching right now have young kids. And I think all of us, when we see Joshua, we, we want our kids to have some of his attributes and traits of success, of the mindset, and even of his spiritual foundation. So I was like, yo, let's get mom and dad to the table. And while we were on our little break here, mama was in here dropping some jewels. And, and I like Pops because Pops is smart. Like I'm learning, Pops remind me of my Pops. He don't say too much, but I can tell when he talk, he got something to say. But he let the wife talk. He'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? But um, welcome to the table, Mr. and Mrs. Nelson. Thank you. And, and I want to I want to start with you, Miss Nelson, because he speaks a lot about both of you all. But on a break, you really you really said a lot, and, and I really think that the average young person watching me right now is a single woman. Yeah. Okay, single to be honest, a single African American woman, mm-hmm. and uh, she has a young kid, and she wants her kid to be successful. What was some of the most important things you had to do at a young age with both of your sons? I found out you got you got another son that just yeah. graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would you say? To someone who has a two-year-old, three-year-old, five-year-old, what should they be doing now to get their son or their daughter going in the right direction? Well, number one, acknowledge God. Mm. Because honestly, I did not know how to be a mother. Even though I had a great mother and a great father, um, becoming a parent is something unique. Yeah. You know, and so for me, I remember my mom how I got my husband is my mom told me to ask God for a husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> my, mo- my mom saying was, any anybody can get a pair of pants, but God only God can give you a husband. Ooh. And so God gave me a husband. And so with that, <laughs> Anthony, I took that same approach to rearing children. I mm. asked God. Mm. I said, God, show me how to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Show me how to raise my children. Mm. And so when my children were um, very, very young, um, we started out teaching them the word of God. Wow. You know, um, I come from a culture of holiness. Okay. And what I mean by that, you know, being set apart to be used by God. Yeah. And so um, we always, we were raised in the church, but I believe for me, instead of just, we we always, you know, fellowshiped in church, instead of just going to church, God had me to make sure my children knew the word of God, mm. not just protocol. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. just rituals for yeah. church, but yeah. know God for yourself. Yeah. And so we started that very early with uh, prayer and teaching the word of God. Mm-hmm. And just, and like I said, to make it short, ask God to teach you how to be a mother. I, I like that. Yeah. And ask and you shall receive. Yeah, absolutely. You ask for a husband, God gave you a husband. Then you ask, show me how to be a mother, how to be a father. Um, and clearly you all did it. Now, a lot of people might say, okay, I, I have, these ki- have this kid, but, you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's difficult. Um, how do I know I'm making all the right decisions? How do I, um, I feel like quitting sometimes. Um, what was one of the most difficult things with this young man? 4.0 student graduated, mm-hmm. such a generous person. As a mother, as a father, what do you think was, what was some something a little difficult with Joshua? I'm curious. Well, Joshua, I, you, I heard you mention earlier that you had a mouth. Mm-hmm. Joshua has a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Josh got a mouth, bro. Yeah. You ain't say all Josh, that, bro. Joshua has a mouth. He can be argumentative. Ooh. You know, and so, you know what I did? I said, Joshua, you are very argumentative. So when he got old enough, we um, I did a lot of volunteer work at the Boys and Girls Club, and uh-huh. they happened to have a debate team. The NFL, the National Forensics League. Yeah. Yes. Okay, then. <laughs> so I said, you're going to go to debate. Oh. And so that's how I helped. Uh, there was what was his name was Mr. Tim. Oh, I think he's since uh, he was a retired uh, school teacher, and uh, I don't think he's at the Boys and Girls Club anymore. But he really helped cultivate mm. that gift of speaking in Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, he took that argumentative spirit and helped cultivate it into something very productive. And so, you know, Joshua, I can say for most part, and he was a pretty easy kid. Okay. I really didn't have many issue with him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always very loving. Like he said, he always had a, a servant's heart. Yeah. Um, but that mouth, <laughs> you know, he would go back and forth with his mama. And I said, we're going to do something about that. <laughs> and we still have our moments. Man. But he's respectful. I love yeah. it. I love it. Pops, where does it, where does the generosity spirit come from him? Like when, when this man comes to y'all and says, mom, dad, I want to give away a thousand dollars of my money. How did that make you feel as a father to see your son want to be generous and say, you know, I want to help? How did Where does that come from? And how did you feel as a father? I'm curious. Well, I believe a lot of times it's generational, mm-hmm. actually, because he has a generation of, like my parents, wow. my grandparents, they were all givers. Wow. And so it, it goes way back yeah. as, as far as a giving spirit. Yeah. And so just being an example, he sees his parents giving and that just helps him to be a giver himself. No, man, yeah. I love it. I love it. Now, Ma, you said something that was so cool. And I'm going to get in trouble when I say this because some of the ladies are going to be like, oh, Anthony. Uh, but over the, when we was on break, you said that you were taught uh, to get an education for your family, not get an education so you could be big, bad, and a boss lady on your own. Mm-hmm. Break that down for us. Teach me, teach all of us exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, so when you get an education, you know how it takes all this time. And, you know, oftentimes we the culture tells us you take all that information, you take all that schooling, and you pretty much work for somebody else. Right. You know, my mother taught us, I have two other sisters, mm-hmm. my sister Tammy and Don. Okay. Um, to take that information and cultivate your home. Mm. You know, take that information and teach your children. Mm. Take that education and make the home a place where, you know, your husband can come home, Ooh. feel supported. Ooh. You know, um, there's a lot of things I believe <laughs> that my husband doesn't have to worry about Ooh. because I put the education in the home first. And so I did. I did work in corporate America prior to having children. Oh. I did. And I want to tell you, you know, I can understand why um, a young lady today, that'd be very difficult to mm-hmm. do that because mm-hmm. I, I worked uh, prior to marriage and having children, I was in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And then coming home, once we had our first son, Nicholas, uh, it was easy initially because being home, cultivating his spirit and everything. But once he got a little older and then you see your girlfriends <laughs> climb the ladder in the corporate world, you yeah. know, it was it was a little challenge. I'm not going to say there was no challenge there. Yeah, yeah. But I thank God for... Um, there were very, there were men in my life who were mentors, older men that I had made connections with in corporate America. And every time I thought about Mr. Johnson was one of them. Every time I thought about uh, going back to the corporate world, because in the corporate world, I think I did okay, and I could have done better. Yeah. But every time I, just, I thought about that, he would always remind me, stay home with your children. He, he said, young ladies, what he would call me, young lady or young sisters, what he would call me, you're doing the best thing for your family. Wow. 
there's because him as a man, he would tell me, had he been home more, there are certain things he would have been able to do with his children that he regret not being there for. And so just having those elders around me Mm -hmm. reminded me when I had those moments of vulnerability, when I felt like I was missing out on something, uh, to say stay put and also having a great husband. Uh, My husband, I have to say this about him, I know for some women, the idea of being dependent on a man Mm -hmm. um, is really scary. But what I can tell you is, I would say it has to be the right type of man. Come on, say that. Because not every man say can that. hold that position no, responsibly. You're right. You're you right. know, but my husband, he never lorded over me that I'm the breadwinner. I make the money. He never he was always very generous. I never felt less than. Ooh. He gave me the space I needed to be my best self with my children. Ooh. And my husband because he never lorded that over me. And I think it does take a certain type of man particularly in the culture that we live in now, Absolutely. you know, to be able to handle that and not be made to feel uh, less than, oh, man. you know. And I think that's the problem that this culture has. Yeah. Is that our queens are feeling like they're less than if they come home and they're stay-at-home mothers. But um, whether you want to be a, a career corporate person or a stay-at-home mother, I think both of them are still just as equal, yeah. in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, because look at the fruit of y'all's labor. Mm-hmm. Two solid young minority kids who are going to college 100% debt-free, graduated, top of their class, leaders within their community, and then also some of the most generous young people out here in the world. He is like, I'm going off to school, but I want to help and I want to give back. And here's what I love. He talked about, your husband talked about, this is generational. Mm -hmm. So it's going to go from grandpa to dad to son to grandson. And I, I, that started because of the foundation of where you guys are. Man, I just, I, I, man, I just wanted to just say, get y'all on the show and say thank you all. Because we need more examples of strong minority families who are doing it, not perfect, yeah. you know, but who are doing it well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just our assignment, to do it well. Uh, I don't have any kids, but the Bible says, train up a, train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And he's going in the right way. And I just want to say thank you all for for that. And uh, let your counselor know, let your school know um, that I'm coming next school year to talk for free. And you guys, I really want you all to donate. And I'm going to keep you all updated and let you all know when I'm going out to his school uh, because I want y'all to hold me accountable to what I said. Um, So it it is all good and gravy. But yo, young man, I'm proud of you, bro. Appreciate it. Here's your financial tip of the week. How to be generous, how to give without losing your bag. That's right. You know, every single year, one of the main things I look forward to is giving during Christmas. Every single year, I actually set aside money to where I can actually take homeless people from the streets, from the shelters, and put them in a nice suite, in a nice hotel with a bunch of food, even with some gifts. So that way, when I'm celebrating uh, Christmas and the birth of Jesus Christ at home with my family, I actually know that another family, another homeless individual is in a hotel room with heat, with warmth, surrounded by love, surrounded by some good food. But here's the thing. I know this is happening every single week, and I believe that you all want to be generous. So let me show you how I do it, how I'm able to give, how I'm able to be generous without actually hurting, without actually struggling. The very first thing is you got to come up with a budget. 
Okay, what is your goal? What do you want to do? You know, do you want to just give $500 away? Do you want to give um, $150 away? Do you just want to sow a seed into someone's life? If so, put that uh, in a budget. And then let's go through your budget and see, okay, where can I uh, eliminate some things? Instead of going to Starbucks every single day, maybe you honestly go to Starbucks maybe twice a week and take the other three days that you're going to Starbucks and put that money to the side. Instead of having Netflix and Spotify and Hulu, and Apple Music, and Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus, and HBO Max, maybe go down to just one of each audio and video and save that money and put it towards your giving and generosity line item on your budget. The key thing here is to sit down and be very specific inside of your budget that you are going to be generous uh, with your resources. Now, let's be real. Some of you all may be in a place to where You cannot give financially. That's fine. Give your time. Once a year, I honestly go out to uh, the Boys and Girls Club um, or the YMCA or a youth organization, and I honestly donate my time and my resources. Uh, I speak for them. Um, I go there and I serve them food. Uh, You can figure out a way to where you can give someone your time and your resources and maybe your skill set. Maybe you're a school teacher. Uh, Maybe you're very smart. You can go out to somewhere and, and do some free tutoring, do some free educating. The key thing here is if you really want to build wealth, you got to be very specific on how you're being generous. I believe one of the greatest um, uh, personal things you could do to build wealth is be very, very generous. I give 10% of my income to my local church as a tithe. I set aside 10% of my money throughout the year so that way I can purchase hotel rooms. Uh, And I do that by specifically identifying what I want to do, setting a budget for what I want to do. And throughout the year, on every single paycheck, I am setting money aside to do that. And if you don't have the financial resources, then budget your time. Maybe you can set up a time to where you can ask your employer, like, hey, I want to donate uh, my time three months from now. Can I take one day off as a ministry time or as a volunteer time? Uh, Ask your employer uh, if they are okay with that. And if not, then just put it on your schedule to where maybe on a Saturday or maybe on your day off, you're going to go out there and be a blessing to someone. Financial tip of the week is not really just about your finances. It's about how do you set yourself up to be generous? You really want to be a millionaire? You really want to be successful? You really want to accomplish everything that I believe you can accomplish? Some of the most successful people in life are successful because they're generous with their resources, with their time, and with their heart. That's the financial tip of the week. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Thank you for rocking with us today. We're going to see you next Monday. Don't forget, we keep it real, relevant, and relatable. I want you to go to bless somebody today. It's your boy. Peace out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.